Hey nurses, welcome to the Nurse Dot Podcast, giving nurses validation, resources, and hope one episode at a time. Today on Nurse Dot Podcast. Really shifting the culture in our healthcare community and and kind of keeping each other accountable for sleeping and taking time for self-care and trying to support one another through the process, keep each other accountable, and also create a culture that does help us do these things more easily. Joining us today, Anthony Scarpone Lambert and Jennifer Mancias, registered nurses and founders of the incredible company Lumify Care. Lumify changed the way night shift healthcare workers did their job by providing them with a product that could literally illuminate the care they were providing while reducing the amount of sleep disruption patients were experiencing. I'm your host, Kara Lunsford, registered nurse and VP of community at nurse.com. Jennifer. Yes. So you're very busy and you're entrepreneurs and welcome to the crazy entrepreneurial life. You've now been in it for how many years? Two. We were working on it and then launched. So yeah, a little over two. Yeah. In dog years, that's 20. So you've basically (laughs) done it for two decades because that's what happens is it ages you prematurely and then you're nurses too. So that's like a double whammy. You already have dog years from nursing, and then you have the dog years from entrepreneurialism. So basically, by the time you are 50, you will look like you're 120. Not amazing. (laughs) Sorry. I was going to say that this episode is like originally like connecting sleep to our product and how we started and everything. But when I read it at first, I was like, honestly, just thinking about sleep as like a founder too. Like there's Mm -hmm. like this level of like, you don't even get enough sleep when you're running a company. (laughs) And that's not not good. And when you do sleep, you're dreaming about the company oh yeah Yeah. it's constant and that is why I brought the two of you on because I know that when we first asked you about disordered sleep culture you were kind of like well we're not really like sleep experts but I was like oh no no you are you just don't know how much you are and so this is why you guys are like the best people to come on to this podcast because we're going to talk about just what it is to work the night shift and how we can be better about taking care of ourselves and working during the night and drinking more water and and all the things that you can do to address better sleep when you are working night shift because it's problematic. I mean, it really is. So talk to me a little bit about the product that you created why you created it, and what kind of market research did you have to do to kind of understand patients getting their sleep getting disrupted and all of that. So go. (laughs) (laughs) So the Unite Light was really born out of our lived experience working as nurses, that it was difficult to care for patients. And I was working in the NICU. And so day or night shift, it really doesn't matter. You need to lessen those external stimuli, light being one of them. It's so disruptive. And from tiny patients to adult patients, when you're thinking about going in there and trying to do something small and quick and quiet, 
we were notorious for using our pen lights and our flashlights on our phones or leaving the door ajar. And then there's traffic and sound that's coming in because the door is open and it's all disruptive and it's all inconvenient. And we thought, well, that's ridiculous, right? We could definitely do something about that pain point that so many healthcare professionals experience and really impact the ability for healthcare workers to see and stay safe, but also for patients to be able to get better quality sleep without having to disrupt it with bright lights flipping on in the middle of the night, especially if you have a room that has like two patients in one and there's like roommates, very disruptive. So we came across the idea of like, why don't we just have a wearable light that's specific for healthcare workers? Because there were tons of lights out there for dog walkers and for runners and everything was either way too bright or flashed or did things that were not conducive to the hospital environment, or you couldn't clean them and disinfect them, those sort of things. And we knew that we could take those bits of things that we learned, what it needs to do within the clinical environment. And I think we must have asked like our coworkers and then interviewed and did many pilots, three different pilots across the country to kind of gain some of that feedback and that market research to determine what really is the pain point and created this minimal viable product, tested dozens and dozens and dozens of lights that were currently on the market and made something that was specific for healthcare workers working clinically. And bada bing, bada boom. And here we are all this time later, but it definitely was a journey, but that's kind of from conception to a little bit of the journey and getting it out there and why we did it. It's such a great product. Anthony, how many of these have you guys sold to date? Thousands, thousands of units across the country. With this product, over 100,000 healthcare workers have worn the Nightlight and used it in the clinical setting. And we launched it two years ago. So it's been really exciting to get it to market. <laughs> 100,000 like 100, people across the country are wearing your product. Just gonna, like let that sink in for a second. That's amazing. Thank no, you. it honestly does sell itself too. Like I think that one of the beauties of this product in particular is that it literally lights up on your scrubs. So I think just like the word of mouth marketing that we were able to get, especially from our night shifters, you know, when you're working night shift and night shift is such a special community because you really are, you know, working in the clinical setting and kind of a unique environment where maybe there's less people, hopefully your patients being able to rest a little bit. So therefore, I think we found that night shifters and from our own experience really do form this kind of special community. And I think that has really kind of helped us not only build our own Lumify community, but also champion the product from other night shift nurses and have them kind of serve as the internal champions on their unit for it. And for that reason, we're just always so grateful for our community that we've built along the way. It really is all about, you know, and I say this because my title is VP of community for nurse.com. So, <laughs> which I still can't even believe that that's my actual title. It seems a little surreal. Like I get to like buy drinks for everybody or take them all out yes. to dinner. I mean, it's very, very cool. I mean, building community it is my biggest passion to create support for nurses. And I love what you've been doing because you do have an app. You do have a place where you bring a lot of features to nurses, a lot of discounts and 
partnerships and you're out there like partnering with everybody, which I just really, really love. And even we've been on your app under community yeah. apps. We were on it as Holly Blue. I don't know if we're on it as nurse.com, but like, I think you guys did. I think you changed it, right? Or put it in it's as nurse.com. Yeah. yeah. And now there's a new iteration of it, right? Like you had an MVP. I have the older version. The difference is really in between the first one and the second ones. The changes we made are all based on feedback that we got from the hundreds and thousands of healthcare workers that have used it previously. And one, the hugest change is that it went from being battery operated to rechargeable. So now we don't have to worry about switching those off or now we have to replace them, just giving it a recharge. And then you're off to the races, as they say, and it's good to work again. And some of the other changes we made, the first version was just a single button to toggle through the options of light colors. This second version has individual buttons for the different light colors. So if you are needing red or blue or white, you don't have to toggle through all the options to get to what you need. Another upgrade that we did from the first version to the second version is you can now adjust the brightness or light intensity. So if you need red to be brighter or white to be dimmer, you can make those changes within the product and then it saves it. So if that's your preference for that shift because of your patients, then every time you use red for that shift, that's what it's going to be. And then you can adjust it as necessary. So we love that change. And then another change we made as far as we're talking about the lights that was a bit more subtle was that the light on the first version, the white light specifically, had some blue undertones to it. And we really wanted to make an improvement with the second version and mimic the sort of warm light that happens more clinically when you're doing assessments. And so we changed the temperature of the light to reflect that and make it more- The warmer tone of- A warmer tone um, when you're trying to assess for color or what have you, you can see it a bit better. And then last but not least, the magnet is much stronger. We had a lot of feedback from the other one that it was like falling off you bent over too much we are always super active as healthcare workers so it was not a huge surprise to us but definitely something that we wanted to fix with this next version so this second version the unite like 2.0 definitely has a stronger magnet on it it's so cool i really really want the new version so we actually did a a collab with you we ordered what 300 you nightlight? Yeah. Yeah. For nurse.com? You yes. sure did. A little collaboration. Thank you so much. I love a collab. I love, love, love working together with other nurse entrepreneurs. So anyone who's out there listening who maybe has an idea or a brand or something and you're a nurse, come on over here because we're all about the collab. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's right. And it's so cool, Kara, to see more nurses and healthcare workers starting their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been probably one of our favorite parts of the journey, honestly, is like getting to connect with other healthcare workers like you that are working on businesses, building really cool technology and products to support our fellow healthcare workers. And I think that the Unite Light for us has always been like, a great example that when healthcare workers build for healthcare workers, we can solve niche problems, but you know, problems when solved, making a really big difference for our patients and for you know our own experience with healthcare workers. So definitely want to echo what you said. Healthcare workers, I know we all have ideas out there. We're always hacking solutions together, you know, at the bedside and beyond. So just I think remembering that healthcare workers, you know, we know what's going on in the clinical setting better than anyone. And I think for that reason, we can often create the best solutions. 
Yeah, totally. And what you guys did is exactly what nurses across the country need to be doing all the time. And I talked to Bonnie Clipper the other day. I don't know if you guys didn't know who Bonnie Clipper is. I love Bonnie. Big shout out to Bonnie. We had a great episode. It just dropped last week for oh, uh, about cool. virtual nursing. She's so smart. And we were just talking all about nurses going to tech events, not nurse events. That's just echo chamber stuff, right? Go to other events, other startup events, tech events, learning new things that are outside of your scope where people can like appreciate what you can bring to the table as a subject matter expert. Yes. And that's what we really need to promote. All right. So let's talk about sleep. Yes. Okay. So sleep. Have both of you been night shift nurses? You have. Both of you have experienced and been working at the night shift. Me too. Now, Anthony, I'm going to ask Anthony first and then I'm going to ask Jennifer. Anthony, Mm -hmm. were you a good night shift nurse in that you took really good care of yourself, got really good sleep during the day. And would you consider yourself a pretty solid night shifter and like successful at it? Um, No, (laughs) I would say definitely I've never really been great at having a super healthy sleep schedule. I think working night shift, then working day shift, it can only make that more difficult as well. But yeah, I mean, I think I found throughout even nursing school that there really is this almost culture that getting little sleep or working super hard and I only need two hours or three hours of sleep to make it through my shift or to work night shift and then also be running Lumify and like, you know, being able to balance all of that when we started too, it almost was like this badge of honor in the communities that we were a part of. And I think we see that a lot in healthcare too, where it's like folks are working these crazy long hours and then because of short staffing, they're picking up additional shifts right after. And I think it's really unhealthy. And I think it's something that we need to talk about more because sleep is just so, so important. All right, you, Jennifer, what kind of a night shifter were you? You know what? Being a night shift nurse and being a parent, it makes it just so much more dramatic especially if you have little ones, because your sleep, if you get any, is interrupted in itself. And then sometimes after working a really long shift, and then you have to care for small ones and then deal with childcare makes it even worse. And so I know that I had pretty awful sleeping habits as being a new mom and nurse and trying to, you know, work your shift can be very draining. And so you want to be able to take some time back in your day and do things for you. And many people end up neglecting their sleep to go ahead and get other things accomplished. And so I think that was me for so long. But yeah, it's always a challenge getting good sleep. You have to have a lot of support from your friends and your family who truly have compassion for the fact that you are working while they're sleeping and you then need to get sleep. So this is where we have to be great boundary setters, really good boundary setters. And It's challenging, especially when you talk about being a parent. 100%. Yeah. And I think it's also just like socially can be really difficult too. You know, we talked 
night shift nurses all the time through our Lumify community. And from our own experience, sometimes when you come back on your shift, maybe your friends are going out or maybe there's a birthday party or you sometimes have to make certain sacrifices because you do need to get that rest unless you're just not sleeping, which I think, you know, does happen a lot, but certainly that's not a very healthy lifestyle. So I think, yeah, boundary setting 100% and just realizing that your sleep is so important, especially if you're working two nights in a row or three nights in a row, like you have to get rest because if we don't, you know, it's going to impact our immune system. It's going to impact our mental health, our physical health. And I think that is, it's going to cause kind of a downstream effect. It's also really important to figure out what works for you because every body is different and figuring out like the work schedule. Some folks like to cluster all their days together so that they can go ahead and, and get on one schedule and then flip into another schedule. Other times it works really well for folks that can work a couple of days and have like X amount of days and then work one. Like it just depends on you and your person what works best for you to get the most quality sleep for your body and I think especially new nurses coming in educating them on all those like tips and tricks on how to adjust their body and like listen to themselves so they get that good sleep I think that's a really good takeaway for folks too not everything works the same for everybody as far as a fix or a solution to get rest Coming up in our next segment. I think that healthcare workers and nurses, especially who've gone through nursing school, we're conditioned not to prioritize ourselves. You don't get your breaks and you don't drink your water. And I think really culture change for these good habits and self-care really needs to start within nursing school. visit nurse.com forward slash podcast to share stories, feedback, and requests. As a valued listener, you will also receive discounts on nurse.com courses and CEUs by using code nurse.dot at the checkout. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Would you say that amongst the nurses that you've talked to, What are some things that stuck out to you, like healthy habits that people have tried to use that have been successful? I think that one thing, obviously, blackout curtains, not necessarily a healthy habit per se, but definitely can lead to healthy results. It does make a really big difference. Some other things that I've seen is, is finding an activity that you can do after your shift that really helps you decompress. I know when I get home from a hospital, it's like, I got the second spurts of energy. And I'm like, oh, I'm home. Like, let me eat now. Like, let me put around the house. Let me clean. But I think trying to find that activity that can calm me down, whether it's watching some Netflix in bed or reading a book, I've seen a lot of nurses do. And that's kind of a nice way to just decompress. So finding what works for you, a hot shower, et cetera. I think that's a really great thing. And they've actually been getting more into this is beyond just the blackout curtains, like really making your environment more conducive to being like a sleep friendly environment. 
And this can look like a lot of different things, whether it's like lighting a candle that you really like that kind of just calms you, whether it's like an aromatherapy. I've been getting into the aromatherapy brand actually and like their different scents they have for different things like energy or calmness. Lavender is like my favorite right now for calmness. I think just, you know, really trying to make your environment conducive to that kind of relaxing state, especially knowing that, you know, our jobs as healthcare workers are so stressful and we're dealing with a lot of chaotic energy at the hospital. So when we do come home or when we do go to our space, finding ways that it can calm us a little bit as we're going to bed. Yeah, because for 12 Mm -hmm. hours, oftentimes, like your adrenaline is running. And sometimes it's the only thing that's keeping you going for 12 hours is actually adrenaline. So being mindful of the fact that we have these cortisol levels and everything that are just from an endocrinology standpoint, keeping us awake. And so what are some of those things that you can do to lower your fight or flight and your stress? Maybe it's doing things that people would typically do at night, but you need to learn how to do them in the morning before you go to sleep. Even wearing dark glasses on the way home, trying to put yourself into more of that circadian rhythm of like, it's dark, it's nighttime. The routine of kind of setting that as like a standard for yourself, I think is very important because it can also help train your body. You know, these are things that are I'm about to do before I go to bed and not maybe sitting on your phone and scrolling on TikTok for two hours because that definitely is something I've done before and that will, that's an easy trap for not being able to fall asleep. So yeah, really trying to set those little habits that I think can really accumulate to being a, a really healthy sleep schedule and routine for you we're creatures of habit. And so just making sure that there's something that worked for you, that you're consistent with it. Like Anthony mentioned, making those good choices and making habits of them are super important. Needing to practice what we preach so often, so much though. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, as hard as it is to do, sometimes it's easier maybe if you have things in place where you have someone who's going to take your kids to school so that by the time Mm -hmm. you get home, they're not there. Or if it's preschool before they're in school age, that they go somewhere. Someone comes and takes them to another house or to another place as opposed to, well, I'll just have a nanny here and I'll just have a babysitter here and I'm going to go back to this room. You're setting yourself up for failure right away if you're going to try and go back to a bedroom and think that you're going to hear your kid crying or screaming or doing whatever and think you're going to sleep through that. So mm-hmm. knowing your own limitations, you show up when you can show up and then you really take care of yourself when you need to take care of yourself. I love that point. Mm-hmm. And one other thing that came up as you were saying all that care is I think the importance too of really shifting the culture in our healthcare community and, and kind of keeping each other accountable for sleeping and taking time for self-care and as Jen said, like, oh, we need to practice what we preach because it is so easy to sometimes not be able to create those habits because we do deal with so much. But I think trying to support one another through the process, keep each other accountable, and also create a culture that does help us do these things more easily, such as having like a sleep challenge on your unit or something like helping each other kind of together through this process. Because at the end of the day, getting better sleep reduces medical errors and improves our job satisfaction and improves our own health, both mental and physical health. It can help even improve relationships in our lives, have us feel like happier, healthier, you know, so mood, yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's something too that we can try to bring back to our units and try to keep one another accountable so that, you know, this is kind of a, a thing we can all do together successfully. What about wearables? What do you think about these wearable devices where you can track your sleep? Wait, like you were saying, Anthony, what if you have like a competition amongst your colleagues of like just how good of sleep you can get and it's tracked by like some sort of wearable device? In your opinion, do you know of like the best kind of wearable device? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's impressive what the Apple Watch can do for sure. I know I wear my Apple Watch and it tracks physical activity. I also have it set to give me little reminders during the day if I'm like sitting (laughs) too long, tracks sleep. Also, you can put alerts. If you have a smartphone, you can put alerts to limit your phone screen time, which I personally do, especially for TikTok and social media, because (laughs) love social media and how much of a community has created for healthcare workers. But it definitely can be a little bit of a time consuming thing as well, especially as I'm trying to go to bed and, you know, being able to set a timer on your phone for that um, and have it alert you when you're kind of over your usage for the day. Yeah, I think technology can definitely assist us here and there even, I think, are ways to create challenges on the Apple Watch. I've never done it, but if anyone out there is listening who has, you should totally do it and let us know. <laughs> yes. Use, people use it for steps all the time, right? Competing like who has the most steps. And I think that utilizing a wearable like that to improve and promote sleep is ingenious. Look at Kara, you're starting a trend. All the units out there will be well rested because of it. But I think that's a really great idea. And you don't know what you don't know. Like if you're really tracking your sleep and you start noticing patterns about yourself when you get great sleep and what did you do before you went to bed and what did that routine look like that night and what was the impact on the quality of sleep you were able to get or who knows maybe they'll diagnose that you have sleep apnea and then we just did really great things for you so I think wearables have a really great place for healthcare workers and people in general to be able to gauge their sleep and their quality of sleep and then promote it amongst like those in their unit. Maybe that's the next thing that the Unite Light offers is that you just keep it on. You just keep wearing it while you sleep and, you know, it's attached to you and it's up against your skin. I'm just saying, maybe it's got this like extra little sensor. Little opportunity there. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll take no credit for that. And I'll just, I, I just give it to you and I say, maybe, maybe you just keep them wearing it. I do think that in so much of everything I end up talking about on this podcast in every episode, it's amazing how much of it tends to kind of circle back to self-love. I know we get kind of tired of being like self-care, 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 you know, like we got to do the self-care. People are like, you know what? I'm tired of you talking to me and preaching to me about self-care, but if you genuinely love yourself in the good way, and I'm not the narcissistic way, but you're loving on yourself, you're taking care of yourself, you just end up being so much better for everyone around you. And everything falls into place when you start there. I had to learn that kind of the hard way. I was not good about it. I was like, I'm going to put everybody else ahead of me. And I will tell you, like, that caught up with me. Mm-hmm. It, You know, depression, anxiety, all of it. I was not a good partner. I was not a good mom. I ended up feeling terrible because I would lose my patience or, you know, lash out or, and then you end up feeling awful. Now you're in like this terrible shame cycle. And so you got to start there so that you don't end up in this hole <laughs> you know, that you can very easily end up in. And as much as it can be helpful to be in a community of night shifters, sometimes you are not always 
helping each other. Sometimes you're you're all kind of enforcing the same bad habits as opposed to, okay, somebody going like, we got to stop this. We're all in bad shape. I do think it kind of starts with that. And it always seems like kind of simple and trite, but it's not. It's like it carries a lot of weight. Totally. Right. And it isn't easy. You said it best. Like it isn't an easy right. thing, although... You know, we can say like, oh, like just, you know, journal and gratitude and take some time to meditate and don't drink alcohol and eat healthier. Like, you know, there's all of these things that we can say and it sounds simple, but I know that it can be really difficult and it can take time, which I think why these reminders for ourselves are really helpful. And I'm actually reading a book right now called Atomic Habits. I'm not sure if either of you've ever read it, but it, it talks about this idea that when you're forming habits, you don't need to like do this 180 switch today. It can be about making these mm -hmm. micro changes in your life, in your schedule, in your routine that can basically grow to be that habit changer, to be that larger change that you're wanting. And they have different examples in the book about these Olympic teams that never were able to win. And they did this one little change every day, like 1% improvement every day, one little thing. And everyone, mm -hmm. they started winning, they started making momentum. So I think when you think about it as not something that you need to do everything at once, like you need to have all of these self-care things at once, you know, start simple. Start with something minor in your daily routine. That could be something as easy as taking five minutes to just jot down how you're feeling or five minutes to do something that makes you feel fulfilled. And then try every day to maybe add something or, or to kind of keep that going. And I think it can feel a little bit less overwhelming. Hey nurses, did you know that nurse.com is the ultimate destination for all nurses? It's where you can find your nurse life in one place. That's right, everything from networking with your peers and continuing education to industry news and career opportunities. It's all there for you. Nurse.com is your dedicated platform to explore a wide range of job opportunities from all across the nation. Whether you're a fresh graduate testing the waters or a seasoned pro desiring for a change in scenery, we've got you covered. Nurse.com forward slash jobs features posts from entry level to executive leadership in every practice setting, even in specialties you might not have considered. So why wait? Leverage your skills and passion in an opportunity worthy of both. Visit nurse.com forward slash jobs today and initiate your journey towards the next chapter in your nursing career. I think that healthcare workers and nurses, especially who've gone through nursing school, we're conditioned not to prioritize ourselves. We're like conditioned to be like, you don't get your breaks and you don't drink and you like, drink your water and your INOs are crap. And I think really culture change for these good habits and self-care really needs to start within nursing school. I mean, there are like literally tens of thousands of memes talking about how bananas nursing school is and how it messes with your mental and physical well-being and then you're put into healthcare institutions who have healthcare workers who have also gone through that whole ideology of um, not prioritizing self and patient first at the cost of you not resting or being well and really focusing on the well-being and mental health of our nursing students that are coming into the profession, especially post-COVID and the chaos that has ensued from there and the short staffing and what have you. But to all the nursing students listening, really making efforts to 
make good habits then. And like Kara said, set boundaries for yourself then because many um, nursing students are having to enter healthcare systems working those night shifts. And then making sure that you're prioritizing yourself, even if you're coming through institutions and programs that didn't really put an emphasis on it, making sure that you do that for you so that you can have those good boundaries and good habits going into the profession. It's easy to kind of fall into the expectations for sure. Those are all just such perfect examples. I just did an interview the other day with someone who is an administrator of a nursing school, and we were talking about how we have to change the way we operate it's almost like military. It's like, well, we have to beat you down because what you're going into, you need to be prepared for this. And the unfortunate nature of this is that all these nurses who have then gone in to become nursing school instructors and clinical instructors, they've gone through the gauntlet. They've been in the trenches and they're like, well, we just feel like we have to get you ready for this. You don't know what it's going to be like. It's going to be so bad. And that's why the whole thing has to be like flipped on its head. We have got to change the way we treat people in the hospital as healthcare workers. We have to change the way we prepare nursing students for this industry and say, like, look, when you get out, they will respect you. They will honor your boundaries and they will foster an environment of self-care and encourage you to take the time off and encourage you to get the sleep you need. And they will give you trainings about how to get good sleep when you're a night shift nurse. They don't teach you about sleep in nursing school. So the whole culture has to change. And the only way that the culture changes is because we have to set boundaries, hold those boundaries and force the system around us to change because that's how it works. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but you know, the powers that be are not going to just one day go, you know, we should really be like asking these nurses about like their sleep. It just doesn't work that way. So we have to bring that in. We have to surface this conversation. You know, entering the nursing world as a new grad is already so overwhelming in itself. And then on top of this, you're trying to navigate your schedule. You're trying to navigate this new experience. There's so much new knowledge being thrown at you. One of the perks of social media is how incredible it is to connect with people that are sharing tips and tricks. When we actually started Lumify, we connected with a nurse named Ashley, who runs an Instagram account called That Night Shift Nurse. And her account is all dedicated to giving tips to other night shift nurses about how to function as good as possible to get your sleep, things like that. And it's just one of my favorite accounts. And we're so grateful to have Ashley in our community because it's that exact culture of looking out for each other, giving tips to each other, educating ourselves. So for all the night shift nurses out there, definitely plug to Ashley, that night shift nurse. And, you know, we can do one better than that. So, like, we have a landing page that we point people to, which is nurse.com forward slash podcast. And we put anything like that is relevant to the episode, we put links. And so, of course, we'll link people to Lumify. And then we will link people to Ashley's page, The Night Shift Nurse. Is it The Night Shift Nurse? There you that go. <laughs> dot nightshift dot nurse. Oh, lovely. So helpful. I think everybody you're gonna find a lot of good tips and tricks. So super beneficial. How exciting. And that's, that's what I love about 
y'all at nurse.com and Lumify is like, you know, we're all about sharing resources and making sure that healthcare workers have the tools and resources that we need to do our best work. And I think that is how we move forward together. Like as a community, we grow stronger. We look out for one another. We share resources together because we're all in this together. You know, at the end of the day, maybe that's a little cheesy, but I really do <laughs> think that. And I feel like that's how we get by as healthcare workers. We have to be in it together because if we don't stick together, if we take each other down, if we bully, if we challenge people to not take care of themselves in some way because, you know, they're less of a nurse because they're asking for things that will better their life and are healthy for them. It's very, very important as senior nurses that we start to look at that through this younger nurse's lens and we start to see the world a little differently. And we say, you know what, Gen Z, millennial, whatever it is, these people are coming in and they're bringing a new perspective. And is that perspective that they're bringing, is it healthier? Don't look at it as like, oh, they're lazy or they don't want to work as hard as me and they don't want, like, no, 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 no. We got to get away from that. And right. we got to look at like what they're saying, is this healthy? Is this a healthier way of behaving than the way I have conditioned myself and these habits I've gotten into that I've somehow justified and said, like, this is what it is to be a nurse. I'm challenging everyone that's listening to this to reflect and say, am I encouraging people to be healthier? And am I taking in these recommendations from these younger nurses and embracing that, really, truly embracing that? I have loved this. I say this at the end of every podcast. People are going to be like, boy, she just loves every podcast. Like she just, <laughs> but I do. I legitimately, well, first of all, I'm just super blessed to have so many great relationships that I've been able to bring into this podcast and do all these episodes. So I've just met incredible people. And so every podcast episode has just been this huge blessing for me. But is there anything else that you would like to say to nurses who are listening to this episode? What do you want to leave them with? That's a great question. I think the biggest takeaway is prioritizing yourself because it's so easy as nurses and healthcare workers to, I mean, we're caregivers and we care for people, but if we're not caring for ourselves and making sure that our own needs are met and that our own boundaries are set and that we are healthy and well, then what we're putting out in the world is going to be less. So making sure that we are caring for ourselves so that we can give the best care to others. It's easier said than done, but as Anthony mentioned before, it doesn't have to be this rapid 180 change. It's setting a good healthy habit, a small one, and then just building on it and growing on it until you feel full and you're able to go ahead and give that back to the world. I love, I love that. that. Yes, to all of that retweet. In addition to that, I think healthcare workers and nurses and nursing students and healthcare professions should remember that we are powerful. We are innovators. We are leaders. We are not just X, Y, and Z that society may say we are. You know, we do so, so much. I always say nurses can do it all. And when I say that, I really mean it because nurses can work at the bedside. We can be leaders in our healthcare organization on the front line. 
but there's nurses in Congress, there's nurses working in tech, there's nurses in academia, there's nurses starting their own businesses. There's nurses really in every sector of our society, and we play such a pivotal role for our communities. So I think just really remembering that, I think sometimes we limit what the nursing role really is. And I think it's so important, especially as we enter the new era of the future, to really remember the power that we have. Wow. What eloquent people you are. <laughs> You're so good. You're so good. Hey, you know, my wife's going to be so thrilled when she has to edit this. She's going to be like, wow, look, you know, like how clear and eloquent they are. And really, really, I just want to thank you again for taking time. I know you're busy. I know what it's like to live the startup life. And I'm sure that there are lots of things that keep you up at night. <laughs> and that is for another podcast. That could be a four hour podcast, right? That's a four hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Aww. Thank you so much again for coming. Love you guys so, so much. Oh, we love you, Kara. Thank you for everything. I mean, Kara, you are OG Lumify fam, OG Lumify partner. I'll never forget partnering with you literally during the first weeks. And you really believed in us and you really saw the vision that we were building. So I just always am so grateful for you, friend. And thank you for having us on your podcast. We love sharing our story and talking about all of these things. And congrats on everything. We look up to you so much. And let us know if you need anything else. We're always down to partner or do anything fun. Thank you so much. If you are a nurse who enjoyed this episode and you have an idea for future episodes, you can connect with me by downloading the nurse.com app. See you there.